You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and pull up a chair. Hey, guys. Welcome to the after laugh. Here we are with uh, Tommy Wakefield. Tommy, I always have to ask you because I have three or four ladies who are always like, I like your episodes with Tommy. Uh-huh. They all have like these mini crushes. on. They meet me, but then they're like, I think I like Tommy better. Oh, please. They just like our <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> they like our dynamic. Like, You're old and rigid and Tommy's young and woke. I'm a little sweetie boy. You're a little sweet. I fucking hate. <laughs> I hate. There's so much stuff that like... <laughs> I can't even get into with you because um, I, I think I'm, I, I've always been a registered Democrat. I don't know if I am anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I am. I'm so annoyed at everything. And I already talked about The Bachelor. I can't talk about The Bachelor anymore because it, it's just, it, I talked about it last podcast. Just everything that's going on with like cancel sh- culture and all Because just, of The Bachelor, you don't want to be a Democrat anymore? I just don't like the fact that it's that aggressive. It's like, it's that aggressive to get fucking... You think the Demolished. identity politics thing is, um, I mean, yeah, that's like the worst part of it, but I don't really think that has anything to do with, um, and the argument people say is like, well, if you're worried economics. about being canceled, then, then you, it's a you problem. That means you have stuff to hide. I don't think I have anything to hide. Yeah. Other than dick pics from 2008, which are like, come on. Well, I mean, you haven't been canceled. So what are you afraid yeah, cause, of? Well, because I'm not. I'm just afraid that I book an NBC show. And, and then, then they dig up something from your past? They go to my Twitter 10 years they ago. They go to this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going to take Do us you both think down. I, no. Yeah. Do you think I've said anything that's been that bad? I don't know. But this thing, I don't even know what that bad Maybe. means anymore. I mean, there's certain issues that just... Obviously, I know the trans issue. The makes trans sure issue. The uh, Black Lives Matter stuff. But I'm I, mean, advo- I don't know what you said on. Yeah, I'm an advocate for for everything moving the needle to a better direction. But I just, anyway. Um, so here, Tommy, here you are, and it's been a while. I feel yeah. like I got to bribe you to come here, which is always fun for me. But well, um, I got to drive out here, you know. It's like, I know, and it takes you so long to get here. Why is I am so- I am incredibly bad at leaving and arriving and transitioning between tasks. Yes, it's part of my thing. That, yeah, that's something that you've been trying to work out in like therapy or something, isn't it? Well, I can't afford therapy, so I'm just trying <laughs> to work talk it to out. Talk to your mom. Say, mom, what's YouTube. wrong with me? Yeah, you work it on YouTube. You look at YouTube videos. They go. <laughs> well, my mom bought me a bunch of books on like organizing and dealing with uh, ADHD, and I have not read them because I have ADHD. So, yes, of course, that's you know, how it is. why the fuck would you write a book? For people with ADHD, make a video. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a book on tape you can listen to. In your, yeah, maybe. And your hour-long car ride to come here. <laughs> I um, but problem with uh, Audible is I forgot the password. You know what I mean? See, because it's of all, the ADD, it's all, it's all connected. Oh man. well, go get on uh, ADHD medication. Well, I got to make a doctor's appointment. That means I got to call a doctor. That's never going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Come on. I mean, what right. is ADD medic? It's just Ritalin, right? Yeah, it's just Ritalin. Ritalin, which is I took it for a long time. Did you? Mm-hmm. And you're off it now? I just ran out, Would and then I moved to California. Now, when I, you ran out of Ritalin, didn't you crash for like a week? I was never using it that regularly. I was okay. using it very sporadically, like yes. just only when I needed to focus. Yeah, I think that's when you should use it. I used to be on it too, and the doctor told me just use it 
perform in a performative sense. In other words, yeah. if I have two shows, I'll mm -hmm. use it. But I got to tell you, there's some comics who I will not mention who've been having some real issues with it. Like I've worked with comics. I mean, it's who, fucking meth, dude. Yeah, it's addictive. And you can kind of pretend it's not meth because it's prescribed, but they're getting it off yeah. market from people in Glendale and shit like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty fucking scary how it's happening. Yeah. Um, but uh. How you been, Tommy? What's been going on with you, man? I haven't uh, seen you. Things going good with the lady? Yeah, things are good. Any, any more? Uh, uh, uh. What? I saw a furrow in the brow. No, I'm done. It's just me analyzing, thinking about it. <laughs> I, um, actually, what happened? No, I, it was birthday oh. and then Valentine's Day. Her birthday and her Valentine's We're Day. We're in the span of two weeks. See, at that point, Tommy, you can be like, Bill, can you give me some money? <laughs> And I don't remember what, and I got my fucking muffler catalytic converter boosted off my car. That's so, oh yeah, that's so crazy. I didn't even know, so out of your garage or on the street? On the street. I yeah. was parked at her place and someone went under my car and sawed off my catalytic converter in the middle of the night. Uh, the night what? after her birthday, I was spending money, you know, trying <laughs> to be a man. Like and a I, saw, like a literal Home Depot saw. Like, like a Home <laughs> Depot saw. I don't even know exactly how they did it, but it was just sawed off. I don't even know what a catalytic converter is. Is it something every car has? Uh, yeah. It basically, it is a, and, and this is coming from a non-car guy, so this is going to be yeah. a basic explanation. But it is the thing that comes on the bottom of your car uh -huh. from the engine all the way to your exhaust pipe. Yeah. And I think it does something with emissions. Yes. And. Uh, it somehow operates as a muffler. It also. converts something. It is converts my guess. something into something. Yeah, you need it. Yeah, that's what I was. I'm not supposed to drive without so it. So how do you? You got your car. You, you turned it, and nothing happened. No, opposite. Way too much happened. Oh shit! It was like I thought the car was gonna explode. I and I wasn't touching the gas either, and it was just like the loudest sound I've ever heard my car make. Yeah. And all the meters were like going crazy, and I was like, I'm gonna die. And uh, so I got towed to the... Oh, my God. And that's not cheap. N well, I have AAA. Have, oh, well, there you Because my parents. Oh, way to go, Mom and Dad. Yeah, thank God. Thank God that, that white privilege kicking <laughs> in, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so, yeah, I got... I got and the mechanic, <laughs> two months left. And the mechanic told you that the catalytic converter was removed. And well, the, else? the mechanic said they stole your muffler. And then he handed me a business card. He's like, this is my... There's like the Korean connection, right? Yeah. Because I went to, uh, I I never know who to go to for, for mechanics. mechanics I'm always scared. Dicks. Dan Cook has a great bit about that where he goes like, as a non-car guy, they tell you shit and you're always like, uh-huh. It's like, yeah. see, what you have is you have a, a, a unicorn in your uh, in your fuel line. It's just, it's bumping up and down and poking little holes in the fuel injection. Oh yeah, you can't have you can't have the unicorn. Yeah, for real. <laughs> fuel injection. So so I asked Shelly and she was like. Uh, go to my guy. He's always really nice to me. Where is it? Hans Beverly Auto. Shout out. <laughs> Hans Beverly Auto in um, Koreatown. Okay. And she was like... I feel like this sounds maybe sound racist. I feel like Asians are more honest. Is that an who, awful... Who's to say? Also, is there good racism and bad racism? Like if you say... I would say, I would say it's all bad in depending on how it's used, but there's useful racism right if i say hey you're wow a 50 year old you're black don't crack am i being racist i would say that's it's a, not your place to comment like there's certain things like mm. you can notice that 
and be like, oh yeah, and black think people send, tend to have really great skin. They have more collagen. You know what I mean? Yeah. This or that. But uh, and maybe you could think that, but then just you know, keep it to yourself. But do you think a black person would be offended by? Oh, here's the thing. Depends on your relationship. If it's a stranger, don't fucking say what that. What if you're on stage? Okay, well, if you're if you're on stage, it's different. Cause what if you're trying to make a move on the lady? Uh, <laughs> get I a better mean, line. Get a better line. If you're hanging out with like black friends and it's like you're the only white person there, sometimes yeah. it's great to crack jokes like that and everyone's comfortable. There was, but a, I did yeah. a show with a, a female comic who I will not name, who made there was some young African American gentleman in the front row, and she did the classic hacky like big black dick joke. Okay. And he went home and he told his mother, I don't think he told his mother, like, mom, but he told his mother about the show. And when she heard about it, she contacted this comic and was basically like, I can't believe you you objectified my son like that in a sexual way. He's only 23 years old. He made him feel self-conscious about. Now, I don't know how far it went beyond that. I don't know if she apologized or what, but that just struck me as like, I mean, I guess I get it in a way. I mean- it's weird that you would have someone's mom contacting you about your comedy set. That, <laughs> Based that on wasn't what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah. The racial stuff is sensitive, I guess. You know, I, know. I always thought that you could you could be you could say racial stuff as long as it's good and it's sh- and you shit on white people and you elevate black people, then it's fine. Uh, I still like white. Don't stay tight. I think that's still true. Less true now, but still true to an extent as long as it's good yeah that's the thing is like i don't know if intention depends on the crowd and yeah i feel like intention it used to all be about the intention now the intention is like it doesn't matter what your intention is as long as you said the thing you now can't it, say the thing. now you have to have both intention and there are lines there yes. are you used to be like if you had good intention you could cross any line yeah you could say the n-word on stage people were doing it with yeah. good intention sure like the moral of the joke would be like pro-black people but they would say the N-word in like an example or a story. Now that's way out. Yeah, right? I wonder now about you that. have to have good intention and the lines are different. They're yeah, shorter. I don't think you say, like, I know Neil Brennan had a funny bit about that. He, he did. Goes, and he was like in with black people at the time that that special came out. This yeah. was right after Chappelle's show. Everybody held him in high regard. He was like an honorary one. And I've, I remember that special. He, he says the N-word several times in that special. Yeah. and uh, But now you couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. Looking yeah. back, it might even be cringe. I remember at the time, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And there's a lot of black people in the audience, and it seemed like it was okay. Yeah, but, exactly. you know, those mid-2000s, I guess. Um, so you got your car jacked. Jacked. Is it fixed now? Do you go, mom, dad, whiteprivilege.net, can I get a new car? Uh, no. No, 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 no. I never do that. Well, is your car totaled? Is it worth, is it worth the value of the car? Because sometimes uh, your insurance can hook you up and get you, like, Well, nice my insurance, check. my deductible is $1,000. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, Hans Beverly Auto, he, so he goes, I know a guy, he hands me a business card, another Korean dude in Gardena, he's like, this is the muffler guy. Yeah. I was like, okay. And, um, (laughs) so then I was like, at first I didn't trust it because I never trust anything. Of course. So I called around and the guy that he gave me his business card, $200 cheaper than anywhere I could find. Yeah. It was still like $800. Oof. Ouch. Oof. Oof. God, that hurts. Anyways. So I drove all the way fucking down to Gardena going like, it was bizarre. Oh, so you drove it when it was like that? He said I could drive it. Hans. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hans. His name's Kim. Okay. 
but his, his name's not Hans Beverly. I think that's the <laughs> intersection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his name ain't Hans. His name is Hans Beverly Otto. Yeah, yeah. The, Otto the third. Um, no. Anyways, I went down there and they fixed me up, and then I was like, "My radio also broke for some reason." He hands me a business card. Another Korean guy <laughs> back in Koreatown. He's like, "This is the best radio repair guy." <laughs> and he mentioned he was like, "He's a Korean guy. He's the good." <laughs> so like, they got a whole they got a whole network. They got a whole network. So everything's fixed up now. You're good to go. I haven't done the radio yet. I'm just kind of like waiting. Oh yeah, man. This is the time you probably have like one or two more years where you can do the mom, dad. You're not thirty yet, so you can still complain. Maybe I never. Try I don't to do feel the mom, safe. Dad. I don't feel safe in this car. I feel so much safer nah, in a Maserati. Here's the, here's the thing. My parents have given me so much in terms yeah. of just like sending me to college. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, they're the reason I have the damn car in the first place. Yeah. In you know, I got my, a car from my grandma and then that got totaled and replaced by insurance. But even like along the way, you know, I wouldn't have been able to move out to LA probably yeah. without my parents giving me like a couple grand just to get started. Yeah. Nice. It's not like, crazy privilege like <laughs> yeah they paid my rent and they introduced me to the head of nbc but yes. it's like it's still like substantial yes it's like white-ish privilege it's it's middle class it's middle class yeah I, exactly i, I look around at other people who didn't have that and i'm like i don't know how the fuck i would have gotten here without a little bit of help i know it's weird like i think about that too because i i you know same thing my parents are middle class and i look at like what they give me and sometimes i'm like other parents do this but at the end of the day it's nice to know that no matter what i'm not going to be in skid row totally that's really what boils down to i mean my apartment is borderline skid row but you know it's fun. <laughs> my thing too is i don't know i've always been just wary of i never i never want to be asking for money yeah or or like semen helpless or like i i want to be i want to feel like i did something on my own like if i make it i want to be like yeah i did some i did this yeah you know yeah which um i don't think there's any shame in the game if you're in a bad place and you need help from family or something but oh yeah for sure exactly but you know if, if i'm just if it means like going 1000 2000 into credit card debt and then getting myself out on my own i would probably feel better about it that way yeah of course um now did you did you come through for Valentine's Day? Did you do the thing? Because that's this is your first Valentine's Day with a girlfriend, and, um, and like there's a lot of expectations. Right. I don't ever do anything for Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. As a policy. As a policy. Just don't do it. Explain that. I just don't do it. What do you mean as a policy? I just I'm working. I'm busy. I'm just yeah? like up. Oh, oh, have Valentine's Day, babe. Do you tell her about that? I, I always say, hey, have Valentine. Yeah, it's not a thing for me. But again, like I wouldn't want any girl to do. It. First of all. When girls buy guys gifts for Valentine's Day, I just find that weird. Yeah. Don't buy a guy a gift. She got me a gift. What'd she get you? Well, let me let me just get a little backstory because it is an excessive gift. Yeah. Whoa. And, and this is this is kind of it's almost awkward. It was such a nice <laughs> gift that I'm like uncomfortable a little bit, but I'm like stoked on it. But also, damn, okay, got to step up, you know. Yeah. But I did a good job on her birthday, right? Like. What'd you do? Well, let me. <laughs> yeah, let tell, me talk tell the about story. The birthday for a second. Yeah, yeah. I uh, first of all, 
I oh god god oh I didn't have work so I just hung out with her the whole day. I got, bought her a couple little presents, a little piece of jewelry. You know, jewelry is always a risk because they might not even like it, but it's a, it's a fun gesture. My sister makes really cool like punk jewelry. Check her out on Etsy, Metalhead Treasures, no spaces. It's uh, she makes really cool. She's like Salt Lake City crystals, spirituality vibes. Oh, most women like that shit. Most women like that shit, and uh, you know, you you want to buy a piece of jewelry that has like a little description of what superpowers it has in it, you know. And um, <laughs> so I got one of those, and. I got over to her place and she fed me these this stale ass cookie. Like she was like out of a bag. She was like, here, try one of these. And I bit into it and it was so hard I almost broke my tooth off. I was like, what? Oh I was, but I thought she made them. I was like, oh good yum, babe. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I didn't know if I should tell you this, but my that ex dude that I was talking about yeah. came over and dropped these cookies off. She regifted? No, 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 no. She didn't regift. She was just giving one of them to me because she had this little Ziploc bag of cookies uh-huh. that he had come over and given her. Why did he come over and give her a gift on Valentine's Day? It was her birthday. It was her birthday. It was her birthday. That's semi acceptable. Different, different. You know, they. So, and I was like, all right, well, well, did anything happen? She was like, nah, she just saw him at the door. I said, thanks for the cookies, you know, and then he left. And the cookies were so bad. I mean, they were uneven, uneatable. <laughs> and so then I just started roasting these cookies for like 15 minutes. Before you knew that they were giving... Fun. No, after I knew, I was like, thank God you didn't make these because I got some things to say. These, and then I, I was just like, I don't know, I was just kind of going in on them. So when I threw, I was like, can, I, can we just throw these away? We're not going to eat these. These are ridiculous. So I threw them away. And then, and then I was just making fun of him because I was like, yeah, bro, that'll get her back. <laughs> I was like, did you try these? Is this like. And she has a good sense of humor. About she has this. a good sense of humor. Yeah. She was laughing. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, making yeah. her laugh. And now, in the immediate aftermath of this, like, horrible cookie situation. <laughs> like, I wish you could have tried one just because you got to, you know, I hope you have dental insurance. It's the type of thing. Then I made dinner. Oh, shit. You can cook something? I, I did that night. Ooh, I was on my fucking shit. Because we went, I was like, we went to the grocery store. We planned it out. We went to Erewhon, the fancy grocery store. I was buying uh-huh. everything. I was in the zone. We got truffle pasta sauce. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, shit, dog. Ooh, fancy. Some shrimp, some green beans. Mm-hmm. And when I say maybe the best meal I've ever cooked. Whoa. In the immediate aftermath of this, like, absolute kitchen nightmare yeah. of, like, a anthrax package that he left on her doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I was doing the little thing, and I got her some balloons, and I was being really nice, and we had... She had, was afraid that the day wasn't going to go well, and we had gone to the beach and looked out on the uh, sunset, and it was all nice. So I nailed it. The yeah, whole night, man. The whole night was fun. And then I made it come. What? Is that rare? Well, I found out something. Uh-oh. She was faking it all this time? She was faking it. Shut up. For a long time. Tommy. And, and Tommy, it, Tommy. It, well, 
here's the I mean, deal. Th- I'm not I'm not saying Tommy Tommy like like I'm mad at you. I'm just saying like first of all, congratulations. Well, let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. Uh and I knew I knew something was up. This is like down the road. I shouldn't even be saying all this. Yeah, of course say it. But we we had the vibrator and stuff, you know? So she'd come with the vibrator. So I had the vibrator in the we used it all at the same time with yeah. the vibrator and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and she like super came, you know what I mean? And I was like, Whoa, that was I was different. Like, I was that like was- that was extreme. I was like that I was like, hmm, something happened something different. And it was while you were having sex with her. Or was why are you just using a vibrator on her? Both. Both, okay. It was a little combo. Combo action. I did a combo. The combo action's great. I'm a big combo fan of the combo great. action. And it was only on Valentine's Day that she told me, because I have made her come three times in one week, legit come, with the vibrator, because now we're bringing it in. Oh, and so before she was, she felt self-conscious about bringing the vibrator in. Is that what, how it was? Maybe, something like that. I or think like, so. I think women feel, I'll tell you what, I think a lot of women feel that if they need the because vi- obviously the vibrator's on the clit I'm assuming yeah. um, that they feel somehow handicapped or they feel somehow not good enough they feel they feel embarrassed in right. general well then she said well then after the third time I was like what were those I, other times I asked her I was like have I ever made you come without the vibrator like legit and she was like no she was scared to tell me though because of course. apparently some other guy she had told that and they got really mad at her like super pissed yeah and i was like How, why would i get mad at you no <laughs> um yeah you're not the type of guy to get mad at her no hell no so now did she before in the past so apparently she just doesn't come that much well uh, with uh, any dudes she said one i said i'm the second dude who's ever even made a comp that's I would high five you right now if it weren't for the social distance, Tommy. So I was like, damn. But she was like, the vibrator. And were you kind of like, were you kind of like, was Cookie Guy the other guy? I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't ask. You thought it. <laughs> I did not ask. Well, that's that's a big. First of all, man, Tommy, I wish you look. This is something I gotta say about that. But then I was in, I was like, was the other sex good? She was like, the other sex was great. I was having a good time. I just kind of went along with it because I wanted you to feel. Did good. she say I'm coming? Yeah. She would say I'm coming. Well, she would tell me. She was like, she would say shit like, I like how you, that you make me come, stuff like that. And I'd be like, <laughs> okay, well I must. She was repeatedly lying. But then. And and the sex was good. I knew it was good, and it was I knew good. she was having a good time. But with the vibrator combo, yeah, I can't do that all on my own. I will say this, Tommy. I would venture to say that of the women that come during sex, a good 25% of them need the vibrator dick combo. Yeah. And some of the, sometimes they, a lot of women can't come when penetration is happening. Yeah. You need to like kind of pull out in the vibrator. So that's very... Very classic. I do the foreplay. I do the thing, but I... Um, so she can't come on oral either? Huh? What about coming on oral during oral? She said... Okay, here's, here's the interesting mm. part. I, I mean, and I shouldn't be... <laughs> She'll never hear this. I, I was like... The other guy... She said, only one other person ever made me come. And it was only one time. You made me come three times. I was like, okay. So you're three times as good. So I'm like, I'm in, the, I'm in the game. Because apparently it is like a self-conscious thing. It's like the vibrator, you know, I got to be, I got to feel safe. Uh-huh. You know, and now I feel safe with you, this, that, and the other. Yeah, of course. 
But the other guy, I was like, I was like, did the other guy did do without the vibrator? Uh huh. He's like, yeah. So now, oh, like, now you have a new so Everest. Now I'm like, ooh. But that was only one time. It was only one time. So she could have been in some interesting mental space when that happened sure. too. And um, without a doubt, that's like, you know, it's it's all got to be. I got to do the oral finger combo. That's my game plan. Oh man, that's a gotta be. I know. Yeah, I gotta I get. get the, I gotta get fancy. I gotta pull out all the tricks. But that's great. First of all, uh, so it's fun to have a goal. It's fun to have a goal. And there's so many different types of vibrators too. It sounds like she's also coming into her own sexually as well. Like she's a young gal, sure, like yourself, totally. So there, oh god, I love talking about sex. There is a woman that I. This is sort of pre. This is kind of before I was into the tantra scene, right? Where this girl, she she was older. I was I was probably your age, and she was I think she was in her thirties. And she was so multiply orgasmic, it was like scary. But yeah. like, there's one point she would have an orgasm and she would grab her, the top of her head because she felt fire was shooting out of it. And then once I got, <laughs> yeah, and once I got, and she'd have to like jump off me like, oh, my head. <laughs> what? And then after, no. I was, no. and I found out that the guy that she dated before me was like a tantra, uh, like a, a tantra guy. Uh-huh. And he like introduced her and she just had this, I know it sounds kind of hokey and shit, but she had this like total like chakra alignment where when she would come, it would go all from her first chakra all the way through her crown chakra, and it feels like and it's an actual thing they call it a kundalini awakening when it happens when you a where kundalini you awakening. where it feels like you have this kundalini energy that comes out of the crown your seventh chakra. Wow! So it was so I mean it was so intense that it was actually after a while it got kind of boring. <laughs> I was just like, let me just detach my dick and give it to you, and I'll be back. Let me yeah. get some food. Too intense. Um. But I think that's a that's great. That's awesome. You can just and she trusts you. You guys can really explore and mm-hmm. maybe and a lot of women look. A lot of women don't really come into their own. And I joke about this, but it's so true. Like women, they just get more and more evolved sexually. Yeah. You know. And well, I think usually it's like in their thirties is when they hit their sexual prime, like mid thirties. The way she was putting it was like she didn't tell me before because it's like she was having a good time, everything was fine, and like. She wanted me to feel good, and also, um, she said she just didn't think it was something that was going to happen. Yeah. Because she maybe doesn't come that much. She, yeah. She made a joke. She's like, I have Lexapro pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is she on Lexapro? No. No. But that's her joke that she makes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's true. Like, a lot of women on antidepressants don't come. I was with, the, one time, there was a girl who, I, I have a story for everything, Tommy. Yeah. I had a crush on her for months. And we finally got to, I finally got her in bed and we're, we're hooking up and then she's just looking at me <laughs> and I'm yeah. moving like, and I go, are you okay? She goes, well, I'm on antidepressants. I really don't feel anything yeah. right now. And I just felt so bad for her because, you know, I'm not going to keep going. Well, you know, I don't care. I, I'm not that guy. I was just like, well, I can't keep going. And then we just, I had a girl like that one time and i we ended up just being friends yeah but uh, yeah the sex was like it felt weird because she didn't seem like she was enjoying it that much and she was like no i still like it it's just like i'm never going to come because i'm on this on these pills wow by the way shout out to friend the podcast remy casimir she has a podcast called how come and she was in her i guess she was 
late 20s, early 30s, and she'd never had an orgasm before. Wow. So she set up a podcast just with the purpose of trying to learn how to come. <laughs> and um, and for her, I guess my understanding, I interviewed the, a podcast about it, she finally found this particular vibrator, and I forget the name of it. She, it wasn't like the Hitachi Magic Wand. It was a particular type of vibrator. God, I wish I could remember. And And it worked for her, right? And then once she uncovered that, then she could come all sorts of different ways. And then she became multiple orgasmic. And I think a lot of times, is for lack of a better word, women need to become uncorked, certain women. They need to have the... And once that potential is open up, it's like, wow. Well, what's interesting is like, I didn't make her come supposedly ever three times in one week after the first time. Yeah. Part of that's the vibrator. Yeah. Which is just the combo. It's like, it's a super... I'm cyborg, you know what I mean? I can't be beat. It's like, I was doing some research and it was like, it is all about the clitoral stimulation, you know? Yes. My dick ain't doing shit. Can she make herself come with her fingers? I like don't think when, so, she, no. when she masturbates, she uses a vibrator, yeah. Nah. And I that's think all the ladies do nowadays. All the ladies. And that's tough because once you go, it's almost like a guy with porn. Like once you start jerking off to porn, it's kind of hard to go back to your imagination. And by the way, I recommend that. I, I think that porn is the devil yeah it's bad i'm almost like a fucking republican regarding that i think porn is bad i think well, my sex- mom is a sex therapist and she's incredibly anti-porn yeah porn is terrible that's why i hate all this like oh, don't shame sex workers yeah really would you want your daughter to be one come on it's okay to shame sex workers a little bit <sighs> yeah a the- little bit it's not not a highest vibration you can be as any human being and people <laughs> are like oh it's necessary but but it, it you know it goes into like it makes me sad child pornography yeah. it goes into trafficking there's so many things that overlaps with i do think the sex industry as it becomes a little bit more normalized is getting a little better a little safer like i think only fans as a concept is pretty cool because each woman is like self-employed they're making their own money they're not being exploited by some by weirdos some corporation from yeah, the internet their own way pornhub is like taking Everything that's not verified off the site. But are they? Probably not. Are they? But, yeah, it's a step, right? Yeah. Still bad, still creepy, a lot of fucked up shit on there, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe. And then if, if Pornhub, then there's going to be another site that's going to come and do right. it. And, you know, it's always. Right. I just I just think that if you're a man and you want to have a healthy relationship with any woman mm-hmm. or your own sexuality, like, wean, it's like Adderall. Yeah. Wean yourself off it uh-huh. if you want to do it once in a blue moon yeah maybe but i just think that um i stopped watching porn yeah the everything porn wise is so male centric too yeah Every, even like lesbian porn gay porn it's all for the male gaze yes. that's kind of how they make it yeah it's all very aggressive and like Ladies, like, they like that stuff sometimes, but I don't know. Dudes are, like, a little too rough because that's what we like. We like yeah. intense because that's, like, dicks thinking. Like, dicks is like, I want to give it to me now. I want it. I want it. I yeah. want it. I want it. I want it. But, like, ladies, it's, like, it's a slow burn. Good slow sex burn. with a lady is a slow burn. And I also think that women, now that porn is everywhere and yeah. so ubiquitous, I think that there are a lot of men and women that came up watching porn. Mm-hmm. So they think that's how sex is. Yeah. It's pissed and fucking, big dicks, pissed and fucking. Pissed and fucking. And um, 
so there are some women that I think have tricked themselves into thinking that that's how they want it. Now, I didn't grow up with porn at all. I grew up with pictures. Sure. Because I was growing in the 18th century. So you just would just stand there like a statue. <laughs> once, so. Just like in the pictures, huh? Yeah, just like in the pictures. Uh, <laughs> I bet, wow, you're so hot. You're like the Sears catalog girl. Yeah, I would jerk <laughs> off to like catalogs. And Mad Magazine, which I don't know if that, what that did to my psyche, but the point is... I used to jerk off to uh, the iTunes 20-second music video preview when I was a kid. Oh. Rihanna he, SOS. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's, that's a very millennial, middle, <laughs> middle of the road. This is... This is I, there was public access, and some people will get this, in New York City. It was public access. Okay. So it was free. It was like PBS, basically, in New York, public access. But it was kind of like they'd have soft pork Porn clips. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd sit there in my apartment. This is when I was at NYU as the first year. And I would just l- wait for these, po- and just like, go. And, uh, and then it would go back to like some commercials. and uh, uh. Wow. And then I would, yeah, that's how I would, I would get off watching the free access. And before that, when I was a young, young boy in my parents' uh, rec room, it was scrambled, scrambled cable. Scrambled cable. This is a whole thing. This is like totally missed your generation. But I used to turn on late at night and wait till the Girls Gone Wild commercial would come on and try and <laughs> beat it off in 30 <laughs> seconds or less. Wow. You can get off on the Girls Gone Wild. It's amazing. Um, Just the commercial. It's all so, censored. So you'd have stations that late at night that would have pornography like cinemax used to just be yeah it was it was called skinemax that was the nickname skinemax because yeah. they'd have softcore porn mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have it but it would Alien you could hear Mars. it and it would be squiggly when you turn on the channel and you could kind of watch it and, and there'd be a booby every once in a while that's hilarious and you would just like kind of and even that is okay because there's a little bit of imagination it's mostly imagination like th- the signal through the noise you'd get it sometimes you think like, you're beating off to a female nipple it's a male nipple <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's 100% true I think that was like the first every comic that's like 40 now that was like their joke is like beating off like the wrong thing on scramble yeah, porn yeah that's hilarious um, so I in general I just think that like since I've gotten rid of porn in my life mm-hmm. I feel so much better yeah um I mean, I definitely don't masturbate as much as I, <laughs> I used to. Because it's very like, oh, I want to go to sleep. And look what I have here. I have every porn ever made at my disposal right and now. you can just, man, I, there, this used to be a comedian. It's probably Louis. It's probably Louis was talking about it. But I did just kind of become a game for me for a while. You know, you turn on incognito and you just type in the most vile fucking sentence you can think of. Like what? Just like big sloppy dicks getting <laughs> put in a dump truck and a banana loving slut has her toes bent back and then you hit enter and you just see what happens and sometimes it's never good it's never a good video yeah 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 but it is um yeah so I had this conversation with Catfish Girl remember Catfish Girl back in the day sure ages ago ages ago it sounds like ugh, another lifetime ago but I was talking about my porn history, and she, I go, the only thing that I get off on is yeah. like women coming. That's my fetish. Alone? Just whatever. Just they have to come. Mm. So I would like- No familial was, relations? <laughs> I don't have any weird stepmom fucking <laughs> late for school, son comes, I don't know, bullshit, um, where there's a story, yeah, doctor, and all that shit, like, oh, I'm your nurse, shut up. Start Problematic fucking. power dynamic Yeah, guy. just start fucking. I don't care what your yeah. job is, dummy. Um, so, but I just, 
so whenever you type in like female <laughs> orgasm, yeah, it was every video that came up was a woman masturbating by herself. I'm like, if I want to see a woman have an orgasm, I have to see her with a fucking machine or a vibrator or like it was. And then you'd have to like scroll down to like the second page to mm. see a woman having an orgasm with a man. Wow. So that was kind of like, and then I, I, I'm not going to lie, I got a little bit into BBC. Yeah. A little bit into BBC. We not all because, went through it. Not because I'm a cuck. Uh, I just like the British accent. I'm kidding. Uh, hey now. Oh my God. Hey now. Boo. BBC means big black cock. And the reason is, is because you'd find these sort of amateur videos mm-hmm. of these women who had their cuck husband be like, hey, buddy can you fuck my wife i don't like the the cuck dynamic yeah i mean he wouldn't be there like jerking off but he was filming it probably and you'd see this woman who was like so excited to fuck the stud of a black man yeah and they would have like monster and it just felt so authentic because they'd have these months or they were just really good at acting um and i like that just not because of the the guy but i just like the fact that it felt authentic like she couldn't fake it she could finally have sex fucking yeah real man yeah so i'm sure that she was being turned on by the taboo of it by her husband filming it by the the size of this you know because you'd never get a beat you'd never have a hire a, a black man to have sexual woman if he had like an average penis no well know? i mean he's you know probably a website or something <laughs> black man with average penis.com um yeah so that's that's Good that's, ex- so that's, well, ex- that's I've, I've never gone through that phase I did. I did go through like a, you know, I've gone through weird phases. What was the weirdest thing that you, that sometimes you, I just type in weird shit. I'll be like, uh, alien, <laughs> a, like like aliens come to Earth, and if we don't have sex with them, they're gonna blow up the planet. <laughs> what? So you typed that in, or there was just there was a subgenre of that. I don't know. I probably typed in like. <laughs> UFO with a big dick <laughs> slams petite blonde or something like that, you know? Big dick Martian. Big dick Martian goes double penetration on a young, you know, yeah, broad. And let me just say also, <laughs> a young broad. Young broad. Are there broads doing porn now? Yeah. <laughs> like, or, or, or I'll top in like, dude with three dicks fucks tr- three women at once. But and they would that have up. that? Don't look that up. No, shut up. Don't look that up. Shut the hell up. I'm just saying, up. you're done with porn, don't look it up. I know up. there's a lot of- Don't really, look it up, Bill. I know there's a lot of creepy stuff, but I'm not going to watch that shit. Yeah? No, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch aliens and fucking Triple devil. dick stud fucks. <laughs> he fucks a woman of each race at the same time. Shut the fuck up. First I, of all, there are more than three races. I'm, saying, I'm just saying, don't look it up. I'm not definitely not going to look it up, don't man. Don't do it. I mean, I still have you porn, but I'm not going <laughs> to- I'm not going to do it. This is a new computer, and my vow is, oh, they, they as long as I have my new computer, then. I'm not going to watch porn on it. Yeah. Because I don't want a virus. That's good. That's my goal. Yeah. But I have my old computer, so yeah, just same, in case. Yeah, same, I got the old computer. <laughs> I never watch porn on the new computer. Yeah. But I think that porn, first of all, I think it- You ever looked up somebody's OnlyFans? No. No? Don't you have to subscribe to it? Yeah. You got to make a burner email. Like and, and you pay like five dollars or something yeah so there's some that you were like i want to check it it was like what a comic no <laughs> some comics have done it which is i have a bunch of comics have done it i don't know how i feel about that sometimes there's just a lot of people on twitter i'll be like 
There's only one time. There's only one time. There's only one girl. I, I won't say. And did you feel you felt bad about it afterwards? No, nah, because I don't know her. I just she's from the internet. It was like yeah. it was mid summer. Things so were bad. What, what Things is, were bad in life. I, I'm. Not, I know I sound like a boomer, but like. First of all, it's fine that you did that, but um, oh yeah, I mean, good when you her. go on OnlyFans, it's just they've posted a video of them masturbating. Um, it, everybody posts something different. Is some, it lie? It's not some live. Some people are like teasing. Some people ain't even really. They'll just like a picture of a boob or something, or like lingerie photos, like a photo. Mm-hmm. So you people can pay money to watch see a photo of a booby. You don't know what you're gonna see until you pay. Oh, right. But, I would contact a better business bureau and be like, I've been hoodwinked. But some people, if someone's doing really well on there, it's probably like yes. they're going to unsubscribe if you ain't posting anything. So you got the one hit, but they're not going to stick around for the monthly yeah. unless you're posting stuff every day that's like lewd. So is OnlyFans only sexual or is it women just talking to guys too? No, it's only sexual. Oh, man. But it is like Instagram or something like, or it's like Patreon more like, but for yeah. sex. And people will like comment on the photos. Oh yeah, it came so hard. And then they'll reply, "Thanks for subscribing." <laughs> but <laughs> I'll make you come next week too. Don't unsubscribe. So Tommy, how do you think that's good? How do you think that pushes the needle of the human race towards a more evolved place? That is only bad. How's it only? It's not only I'll bad. Tell it's you only what, fans. Hey now, I'll tell you why it's bad because it. <laughs> It sets up the situation, a paradigm where women look at men as only good transactionally. So every relationship they have with men, because like I had, I had a roommate who was a stripper. Okay. And we were friends for a long time, but I'm telling you, like she had this mentality that was so transactional mm-hmm. with every guy she dated, even with me at times. It just was like, we're just two people communicating here. Not everything is like, let's make a deal. And sure. I feel like if you're a stripper or you're in porn, like everything has to have that sort of mentality. Um, I agree to an extent, but I also feel like that exists outside of sex work. Like, have you ever met a used car salesman? Yeah. They're like that. Is it, well, they're like used car like salesmen for pussy. Like a dude who's always pitching, like one of these Hollywood people who has a broken yes. brain and they're always on. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the same type of person, yes. just in a different scenario. And then, um, and here's the thing. I feel like, would I prefer more people are into sex work? Maybe not, right? I'm, you know, I'm a good little Southern Christian boy. I have some moral reservations about it. I wouldn't post my own dong on the internet. But I figure sex work is going to exist anyways. Yeah. If it has to exist, this is a way where these women are at least getting their own money and making their own living off of it as opposed to like being like exploited by some shady magazine or something. Yeah, I could, I could see how that is a lesser of two evils for sure. It's a sure. lesser of two e- evils to me. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not, if your friend was doing it, who's like, look, I need to make money, wouldn't you be like, Get a job at Starbucks. Like, do anything. Be an Uber driver. Mm, anything is better than that. Depends. I think I have a couple friends who maybe are doing it. Not close friends, but but I kind of see it as like, all right, get your money, you know? Yeah. Really? I don't really pass any judgment. Well, I would... Okay, here's here's the the interesting thing. I don't pass any judgment on someone that I know doing it. Yes. The thing that Twitter 
is up in arms about is some guys have an issue if their girlfriend is doing it. Oh, of course. Right? And I, I would probably feel the same way. If my girl was doing it, it would probably make me uncomfortable. But, yeah. but people on Twitter are so left... They're like, they're like, dump him, girl. If he's not, it, it's your business. It's your oh job. Oh my god! He's not with the program. Drop his ass, you know. So, and and I'm like, uh, so then I had to kind of sit with myself and reconcile. Like, would I be okay with it under certain scenario? Are there circumstances where, like, what if she's bringing in big money? Do I even care? I don't really care that much about how much money she's bringing in versus, like. I don't know. I don't I want guess to my point is this. Use any loaded terms, but I, no, I understand. I guess my point is this: if it's any, first of all, fuck these Twitter mobs. If it's any, yeah. if it was your sister or your daughter, lady who wanted to do OnlyFans, would you be like, "You go, girl"? If you're, if you're twelve year old girl, I was would rather into feel that. like if it's about the money. We can figure something else out. What so is you about don't have the money? to do that. What else would it be about? It's it? got to be about the money. Unless right? you're just a complete exhibitionist. Always about the money. Yes. Um, I mean, there are jobs that aren't yeah. great, but they you can keep your dignity doing the job. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and there's some humility. I mean, look, I was going to be an Uber driver at one point when I was in a situation where I had to pay for like my daughter's yeah college. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I went. A comic was like, "Wow, how can you do that, man? Don't you have some pride?" I was like, "Who gives a shit? It's not about pride. What the fuck is pride have to do anything? I'm trying well, to help my I daughter." Guess how the women view it is: Who gives a fuck about pride? I'm literally just getting paid. I'm making twenty k. The sad shit is when you make an OnlyFans and no one buys it. That's really depressing. Yeah. But the girls who are making like twenty grand a month, I don't feel bad for them. Okay, so the wi- they're balling. So then here, the women that are making. 20 grand a month right. on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they're having healthy sexual relationships with a partner? Or do you think that fucks with their head? Because I, I think, think it, it depends. I look at myself, my feminine side. If I were to do an OnlyFans and I were masturbating in front of men and all these creepy guys, oh, fucking all these fucking Jabba the Huts were, you know, I would try to look at it as like I'm helping these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making them feel connected and making them feel better. Yeah. Um, but there'd be a part of me that also be like, men are fucking stupid. Men yeah. are just gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you put in this, yourself in this space where you look at men as either gross or great. Like there's like either the, ugh, I don't know. But you know. also like, they're paying for your house, your bills, your car you know and then when do you stop then at what point do you go okay because because obviously it's not something you can do forever no it's not your passion in life no so if it's not your passion life it's nothing you can do forever it's not conducive to a great relationship then where's the i will limiting I, principle there i will say that a lot of porn stars seem to regret it immensely not all I'm sure there are exceptions, but, you know, more famous cases have come out and said, like, I can, especially the famous porn stars, like the Mia Khalifa type people. Yeah. They'll be like, I kind of am ashamed I get recognized for that and it's embarrassing and I wish people would stop watching it, but it's all out there and it will never not be out there. Yeah. So, um, I would long for an economic system in this country that would not drive people to sex work through desperation 
as for the people who have to do sex work because they are in need and times are tough, I choose not to pass any judgment on them. But do you think those people exist in America? Do you what, think people? that you in America? have to do sex? I think there I are think countries where do. the only way you can live is sex work. But in America, do you think that's really... I mean, I think if you have a drug habit, maybe in America, that's the only way you need to do it. I think some people need money and they especially in the pandemic yeah. when jobs were scarce people were losing income they have no stability people don't want to go outside you can just take a few pictures especially if you're a hot girl a really hot girl yeah coming on to hard times it's it's coercive yeah you know it's not even like a fully formed decision it's just something that it's hard to say no to yeah i know I, I I have very mixed feelings about it because I do think that it's such a tricky subject because it will always exist. Yes, it always has. Stripping, prostitution, any voyeurism, web girls, it will always be a thing from now here on out. But you can also make the same argument with drugs. Like, well, if I'm not dealing with these drugs, someone's dealing with these drugs, so I have no moral obligation to not deal drugs because it'll happen anyway. Who gives a shit if I sell this crack to this person because someone else is going to sell it if they want it. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like the same idea of like, well, uh, someone's going to do it. So if they're going to do it anyway, then why not do it? But part of me just feels like that can't be the best mentality to move forward. I, I don't feel that those two examples are analogous because selling drugs is like you are exploiting the buyer because they have an addiction. Yeah. Whereas, who are you hurting if you well, are selling has, nudes? If someone has a porn addiction or a, you know. Yeah, but you're never going to overdose on a porn addiction, you know? <laughs> I don't know about that. Daddy. Especially when there's all that free porn out there. Like, Yeah, I guess so. Like, uh, and it's not illegal. Yes. I guess I think that there... Uh, there's, it, there's a, there's like a, I think the moral wrong in selling drugs, like a potentially lethal drug to someone is way different than of course just i like, get that i get that it'd be more like and more like a pot dealer or something back when pot was illegal yeah because i don't feel that selling pot was a moral wrong in any way yeah so it's like it's like maybe kind of taboo uh-huh. and not you know something you, they might talk about you at church yeah but i don't personally feel that you are adding negativity or danger to the world in doing it yeah you might be adding negativity to yourself though well, right. that's the real that's, issue. The real issue is what are you doing to yourself? That's the real issue, of course. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people, look, a lot of people just live in denial anyway. I mean, even as a comic, we're like, hey, no, it's fine that I'm doing this. Like, no, you're really just like fucking, you're basically totally. just a joke whore. Like, are you really, do you I have agree. agency? Are you creating the way you should? Are you just like begging to be in a show in the valley in the pickup truck? Like, what is your deal? Like, what are you creating for yourself? What life do you have? You know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this the other day. Because, I mean, if we're talking about exploitive businesses, stand-up comedy is the most exploitive. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. I would say, potentially, and I don't, I can't fully speak for everything else, maybe the most exploitive in show business. Oh, in show business? For sure. Um, it's just, in terms of, like, you're almost never getting paid. Yeah. You are auditioning and performing relentlessly, endlessly in an abusive environment. Mm-hmm. All the people who are booking shows are kind of like, I mean, some of them are nice, but a lot of them are 
you know, borderline criminals. <laughs> like, yeah. Like all most of the people who are in positions of power, and you could say this for like most of Hollywood, but like, yeah, they're just like sleaze bags. Not all of them. There's a lot of great people who run shows. Yeah. But as a, here's the d- difficult part. There's a lot of great people who run shows that are awesome, and there's a lot of sleaze bags that run shows. But as a comedian, you are so desperate for stage time, yes. you don't really get to pick and choose. Yeah. I like sometimes I'll be offered a show by someone, and I'm like, I don't really like them, and they might be contributing to the toxic culture in comedy. And if I had my druthers, if I was a person of influence, I would love to turn down this opportunity in favor yes. of a better one, but I don't. I yeah. I have to compromise my own morals all the time as a comedian yes. to perform at some shitty venue that's not even good. Yes. You know what I mean? And of it's course. humiliating and it breaks you down. Yeah, I get that. And I feel like uh, it's probably a similar that's why the com- at least these women are getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why a union for comics never worked out because when they tried to do one in New York with Ted Alexandro back in the early two thousands, there are just too many comics who can cross the line, cross mm-hmm. the picket line. Yeah, you think you get hundreds of comics in New York that are going to stand firm and not work at a club because Hell they're not no. paying union wages? Mm-mm. Of course not. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, they 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 need a hundred dollars a weekend to perform. Fuck, it, I'll do it for fifty, bro, and I'm good. Showbiz I, I hop a stool. Look at this move. Is a backstabby, desperate, <laughs> fucking criminal endeavor, and they ought to tell you that when you drive across the border when to you California. Drive from North Carolina to L.A. They don't include all of that in the yeah. Sunset Boulevard, you know. Yeah. The thing about, and I want to go back to OnlyFans real quick. I the problem is like, there's not enough studies and knowledge to know how detrimental this is to people's health. True. I don't know if they're really doing a lot. I think people have intuition about it, but and all the hype of the positivity about sex work that people are trying to espouse on Twitter, there's not enough studies to say like what is this doing to people's ability to be good partners, to be good mothers, to be good members of society? Like is it really fucking them up? And do we know and and is it too elusive a thing to really get a number on, get a handle on how it's working? Hard to say. I would say as a general rule you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Anytime you're getting free money, yeah. there's gonna be a cost. Yes. And I mean, uh Yeah. I don't I personally have no moral judgment about it, but I myself and for maybe my own friends would exercise extreme caution in over uh overexposing yourself in a way that you can't take back. But I also feel as a comedian that I have had a bit of experience with that in terms of like, I tweet out my fucking opinion all the time (laughs) in a way that is kind of uh, humiliating or like maybe it would hurt potential job opportunities or is overly public Mm -hmm. or that people that I grew up with would certainly never do. Like I'm being way more open about what I really think online than, um, you know, it's only a couple more steps to post in dong. <laughs> I don't think it's all that different, but uh, yeah, I hear you. Uh, yeah, it's um. Well, listen, Tommy, we're already at uh, you know, we're at the the, the mark, and the I, uh, mark. um, 
you're great. I ordered food from Cousins Main Lobster that never came because well, they push it to the next day. But if you want to stick around and order food, um, uh, stick around to the next congrats, day. Congrats, Tommy. Yeah, we, we will we will <laughs> keep posted about further developments with uh, you and your lady. And uh, I yeah. I love the subject. Well, that's good to be alive, you know. <laughs> All right, bye bye.